Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 28 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us on a Monday as we take a break from our Come Follow Me schedule for the week, uh, just for a day, and we have a look at some listener comments and posts and also something I've been studying from this week. Um, Honestly, there is, <laughs> I don't know what happened. So on my Facebook, usually it's quite good at letting me know when comments and uh, posts have been put on. But over the last few days, I, I thought there wasn't much activity. When I went to check today, there's been about three people that have posted different posts onto the group. And this is lovely. This is run- wonderful. So we've got, we've got quite a lot to get through today, as well as something which I actually did want to share as well. So um, we'll, we'll see what we get through. Okay, so first of all, uh, if we go back, I shared an article last week about recovering from spiritual numbness. It was the talk or the article about how we can feel the spirit or what we can do to invite the spirit and what to look out for if we feel like we haven't really felt it recently. Um, Candice Welch said a wonderful comment. She said, I also remember hearing a talk, I can't remember where, that said, if you feel like you're doing all the things mentioned in here and trying to bring the spirit into your life by praying, reading the scriptures, going to church, temple, serving others, etc., and you're still not feeling the spirit, you may have depression or anxiety and may need the help of a doctor or on medication. It is not your fault and you are not less spiritual because you need you need mental health help, close quote. I mean, I, I do agree um, to a point with that. I think that obviously, you know, there are some times in our lives in general that we might not feel the spirit as much just because, you know, that's the time and the season. But I definitely agree um, that, you know, if, if that all of us, First of all, uh, do not have to feel the spirit every minute of every day. It's not, to be honest, that's not realistic. Uh, and it's something that we need to come, to come to understand that, you know, we need to recognize that this feeling of the spirit, this this revelation we can receive, which we're going to talk a lot about this week, actually, in our Come Follow Me, um, isn't always the same for everyone else. How someone else feels with the spirit is not the same as somebody else's feelings with it. However, if if you do feel that you are doing everything you can and you're still not feeling that that love and that spirit, then maybe it may be something to consider. And so I think that is a, definitely a, a point that's well made there. Um, and then we go back. I've just lost my, my place on the sheet, on the page, I have to say. So uh, there we go. Uh, also, Jordan Kelly uh, shared a lovely uh, video uh, a few days ago from President Russell M. Nelson from a message that was given about three years ago now. Um, but it was still a wonderful message nonetheless about uh, feeling, giving encouragement to those who feel weak in heart. And he talks about a very traumatic experience he had with an air, with an airplane flight and um, and just how you know that made him consider the, the need to encourage and strengthen others. Uh, and so um, I'd, I'd recommend you go to watch that if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, also, uh, Candice Welch also posted uh, her own post uh, saying, I was thinking about what was being said about Martin Harris losing blessings because of this ep- this episode and how when we don't listen and obey the Lord, we will lose blessings too. I know in general that's true, but in section three, he specifically tells Joseph Smith that even though he screwed up, he can still repent and is still called to the work. The same is true for Martin Harris in section five. And Martin Harris did repent and become one of the three witnesses. I don't think he lost any blessings at this time. Maybe they were delayed, but he did repent and receive all the blessings promised to be a witness to the Book of Mormon. I feel like the same is true with us. We can repent, receive all the blessings waiting for us. We're still called to come unto Christ and that calling will be there no matter how much we screw up and those blessings will be waiting for us. Again, completely agree with that. I think that's... um, at that stage in the week, uh, we were up to section three, 
And so obviously we hadn't seen the return of Martin Harris in Section 5 yet and the, uh, the words of encouragement that were given to him and the way that he was called to be a witness and called to do further work for the Lord if he repented. Uh, and so perhaps that's why I hadn't gotten on to that point yet. But I certainly agree that, you know, even when we mess up, because we all will mess up, um, all we do need to do is to repent and um, come unto Christ. And he will allow us and bless us with the opportunity to receive those blessings we might have received if we hadn't messed up in the first place. Uh, what a wonderful gospel that is. Uh, we then had another post by another uh, member uh, of the group, a new member, uh, saying from Lucy Collins, I believe... Uh, she is a full-time missionary and she shared a wonderful opportunity. Uh, she said, Hi everyone, with the 2021 Come Follow Me being centred on Doctrine and Covenants, I wanted to let you know that many church historic sites are now offering virtual tours. I'm a missionary at the Mormon Battalion Historic Site and hope that you'll take a tour with us as well. The Mormon Battalion was a group of about 500 saints who marched 2,000 miles because of their faith in Jesus Christ. The Mormon Battalion tour is really fun and engaging for all ages and backgrounds, so it's perfect for families and families and non-members. Sign up today, and there's a link there. And I want to thank her for sharing that. I don't know if she's listening to this podcast, probably not, as being a full-time missionary and having all the busy you know, time that she has doing the work uh, of the Lord uh, during the day. But... Um, I do think that's a wonderful opportunity. And actually, you know, this pandemic has brought a huge number of um, horrendous circumstances to many. Uh, and certainly I'm not going to be saying here that I'm personally grateful for it. However, um, we have had a number of opportunities come up because of this pandemic. I think the use of, our, of technology has advanced within the church beyond what it was before. Um, to the point where I was able with my family to be taken on a virtual tour of the Rome, Italy um, visitor center temp, uh, tour, uh, building near the temple. And that was a great opportunity because, you know, who knows when we're actually going to be able to go there. And, um, you know, certainly these church historic sites for those of us outside of the US is, is an even bigger opportunity to experience these uh, places that we probably would never go to. I mean, I've been to to, to the Salt Lake City central location of the, of the church with the temple and the Joseph Smith Memorial Building and all these buildings around there. But in terms of going to other historic sites, that's even less likely. And so there are some wonderful opportunities out there. Uh, and that's really it uh, for comments and posts this week. But what I loved is that there were more posts from, from members of the group rather than just comments. I love comments. I'd love to hear some more of your comments about what we talk about. But I love how there was people sharing some things that they had to share, some things they'd study, some thoughts they'd had. And I'd love for that to continue. To um to kind of add my bit today, uh, I want to share a know why, know why number 590. And those of you that have been listening since the Book of Mormon year last year, you'll know that I like to draw on these know whys from Book of Mormon Central a lot. Uh, they are brilliant. Uh, if you go to Book of Mormon, if you just Google Book of Mormon Central, uh, it should come up and type know why with those as well. And you'll get a whole list of them. There's over 590 now. But this one was about uh, Joseph Smith and it's titled... Uh, why could Joseph Smith testify in court at age 13? And I thought this was actually really interesting. So in 1818, the Smiths were new uh, in town, um, in the uh, the place where they lived in Palmyra. It, sorry, um, the place where they lived. Yes, in Palmyra. And um, Joseph Smith Sr. and, his, and some of his sons, um, particularly his son Alvin, went into an agreement to do some work for a, for a man. And he took Hiram and Joseph along with him to do this work. Uh, and by the time 1819 of January came around, um, they were meant to have been paid an amount, but they weren't. And to settle the, the dispute, Joseph Sr. filed a suit against uh, the man called Hulbert, 
claiming the horses were unsound and demanding the payment for services that they had done. Now, Hiram and Joseph Smith Jr. were called as witnesses to testify as they had obviously been to the farm themselves and had taken on this work as well. Um, And Joseph was only 13. And interestingly, at this age, he wasn't actually allowed to to testify in court uh, under the age of 14. However, there was a uh, a condition which meant that children or people under the age of 14 could. Um, Jeffrey N. Walker, who's a legal historian, explained, quote, New York law and local practice permitted the use of child, i.e. persons under 14, testimony, subject to the court's discretion to determine the witness's competency. The test for competency required a determination that the witness was of sound mind and memory. The determination as to competency rested with the discretion of the judge. Close quote. So in other words, in order for a person under the age of 14 to testify in court at this point, they would have to be kind of pre approved by the judge as a person of sound mind and of sound understanding and sound memory. Um, Joseph Smith Jr. was obviously um, passed as from the ju- by the judge as someone with that. And looking at the, um, the testimony that was given, it looks like that, um, you know, this helped them win the case. The Smiths actually won against this Hilbert, who was um, one of the more affluent and prominent men in the area. And the judge, sorry, the jury were, were made up of 12 affluent and prominent men in the area who are likely neighbours and relatives of Hilbert. And they must have been impressed by the young Joseph Smith Jr. as all the services Joseph Jr. testified about were included in the damages towards awarded to the Smiths. Um, in, and the judge was ruled in favour of them. Now, clearly, his testimony as a witness must have been, you know, um, creditable. It must have been, you know, something that made them sit up and listen. Uh, and this is, of course, during the time, uh, you know, about a year or so before um, that Joseph sees the first vision, that Joseph starts to question. In fact, it's maybe around this time he does start to question uh, what church he should join. Um, And I just found it was interesting that, you know, many critics of Joseph Smith argue that perhaps one of the reasons why, you know, what he says wasn't true uh, must have been um, because he just made it up. You know, he wasn't of sound character or he was deceitful. And yet these records, these real legal records show that he was not this kind of individual. Also, William Smith recollected, quote, we all had the most implicit confidence in what Joseph said. He was a truthful boy. Father and mother believed him. Why should not the children? I suppose if he had told crooked stories about other things, we might have doubted his word about the plates of, of the Book of Mormon. But Joseph was a truthful boy. That father and mother believed his report and suffered persecution for that belief shows that he was truthful. No, sir, we never doubted his word for one minute. Close quote. And I love how these voices of the Restoration just really paint an even more vivid picture of what Joseph was like at the time before he received that first vision. And so I thought I'd share that with you. I'll share the link to the Know Why in the show notes uh, and I'll also share it onto the group. But thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please do follow the podcast. You can subscribe to it, review it. Please do share it. Love to get some more reviews as well. Uh, That would really, really help. Uh, You can also join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me and let us know what you've been um, studying or comment on what's on there. And you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Speaking of which, we have had an email for that. And thank you so much to Chris Stewart. Uh, We'll hope to uh, be setting that up in the early uh, part of uh, March. And she also sent some wonderful photos of fields that are white already to harvest. And so I'll hope to uh, show those uh, in the Facebook group at some stage as well. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.